Hello, everybody. Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we do this show uh, going on seven years now, I believe. And uh, we started off asking ourselves the question, do we need to do a show for guys? And we looked around at the survey of the horizon of the world and we said, yes, we need a lot of help. And um, we don't have all the answers, but we believe here at Solid Steps Radio, our name says it all. Solid steps mean you're walking solidly on solid ground if you're walking with the person of Jesus Christ. So that being said, we talk about all kinds of things, a little bit more than sports, weather, politics. I like sports, weather, and politics like anybody. But guys tend to veer off a little bit when you start talking about something else. Their eyes start to roll in the back of their head. So today's topic is one of those ones that I'm very confident most men have never sat down with a bunch of guys and a nice cold beverage in their hand and a cigar and go, hey, let me talk about this. So so today I want to ask the listeners this question before we get started. If you are ever listening, you see a movie or a TV show and you see a boat or a ship out at sea and that ship is going down. They send out a call and the message is, and you've heard, anybody knows it has heard it before, it's SOS. Now I ask you listeners, do you know what SOS stands for? And a lot of people will go, you know, I don't think I really know. And I'm going to let Kurt give us the answer of what that is. Or actually I'm going to let our guests give us the answer. How about that? Yeah, so I'm we gonna, got, because we got a, we, we've got a guy who's been now at least three times back on the show. He's a, one of our favorite guests. He's one of our favorites. <laughs> it's, it. And folks, it's, his name is Tim Reese, but I, I've, I have called him Slim for over 30 years. Slim? That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome. Dude, we've been buddies for over 30 years. Can you believe it? Yeah, almost 34, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome right. back to the show, dude. It's good to be back to you guys. So, uh, yeah, SOS, Slim, what's that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I just know it's it's you need to do something when you see your SOS. So it means save our, our souls. souls. Oh, that's so good. I should know that. Save our souls. You didn't know that? No, I, oh, I save our did. souls. We need help. Yeah. So people on a, a boat going down, yeah. they're saying save our souls. There are people on this boat who matter. There are souls on this boat, and I think we're gonna we're gonna talk today about what is a soul. How do we handle this thing called a soul? All kinds of good facts. And Tim's going to figure it out in about 40 minutes. Well, you know, listeners, we, we have talked about this a little bit in the past. And we're, uh, we just need, as, as people in the body of Christ, we need to talk about the soul because the Bible has a lot to say about our souls. And so, Slim, uh, you know, give us a definition, a kind of a working definition of our soul. Yeah, so, you know, it's not the thing that, you know, I grew up uh, watching cartoons that floats all of a sudden from, you know, some body looks clear, opaque, you know, like an, you know, angelic-like thing, right? Um, I, you know, I've been really influenced by Dallas Willard's picture of the soul. And, um, you know, he paints this uh, kind of concentric circles that we um, are this full being that if you, if you kind of took a center circle, like we have been given a will, right, by God. Right, so we have this will, and uh, and then the next circle being kind of our mind and heart, you know, that our emotions, our thinking, right? And in the Hebrew world, you know, our, when 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 they would talk about mind, uh, it was not separated from emotion. Like these these things were were together, right? So we we think of those in a Western way, 
much differently today. But um, so we have a will, a mind uh, that thinks. Uh, we have we have heart emotion that feels. We have a body that God's given us to experience uh, all senses. Right? We have these five senses that that um, that houses our experience on this earth, and we are relational beings, right? So, so our soul really, you know, when Dallas would talk about how the soul is like the, you know, the housing of this hard drive that we've been created with. And, and it's such a beautiful picture because it's a very integrated, embodied picture of we are a full, complete human being, right? We're not compartmentalized. Right. Yeah, we don't just have a body, yeah. and we don't just have yeah. a soul. Yeah. You know, it's all integrated. We have a will, mm-hmm. we have a mind, we have a heart, we have a, a body, yeah. and then the the soul kind of yeah. captures all of that. Yeah, and I think I, I love C.S. Lewis's quote that, you know, you do not have a soul, you are a soul. Mm. You are soul, right? And that, that completely flips how we actually would even think about handling this thing we call the soul. So, so, um, and then John Ortberg comes out with a really good book called Soul Keeping. Mm-hmm. And we've done a series on that in the past, but just for our listeners' sake, you know, how do, what is a soul keeping, um, caring for our souls? And he talks about how important that is. Yeah. Talk about that. So, you know, when you look at um, how people talked about souls 100 years ago, a couple hundred years ago, um, we would we would talk about the soul as being, uh, and even in a pastoral role, we would talk about it as we are cures of the soul, right? And and if you look at like how that has progressed to you know in my growing up years, you know I'm 53 and you know born right in around 69, and you know the the message was win souls, right? And and it's it's an important message, right? But it's not just like winning this thing, right? And so even when we, we hear Jesus say, um, you know, what good is a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul, right? Like scriptures always are full of pearls, of layers of meaning. And, and so Jesus is not only just getting at the fact that, oh yeah, our soul's important. And, you know, if you basically ignore me your entire life on this earth, you're going to miss out, right? But he also has a very um, potent, message to us as followers of him that that you could actually be a christian your entire life on this world and on this earth you know you got your insurance you've been born your soul's again been one but you could totally miss caring for your soul your entire life and i think that's part of what jesus is saying there like you 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 could totally miss caring for the most important thing about you called the soul and so how, how, how do we know if we've been taking care of our soul or not? Well, I think, um, you know, I love uh, my friend uh, Ruth Barton who, um, you know, talks about when we are living what she calls dangerously tired, right? So, so we, we all know we, all, we already live in this crazy, paced, full, distracted um, I'd say often isolated world and you know, life is not going to slow down for the rest of my life. Like if we're waiting for life to slow down, right. To, for life to create space on its own, it's never going to happen. 
Like that's so 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 it's it's paying attention to what is beginning to go on inside of me, right? It's 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 being aware of um, what what kind of margin do I even have in my life? Like where is there like white space, right? And when there is white space, like what am I doing? What am I doing in that space, right? Um, often for me that that line of dangerously tired is uh, even my, my body has no energy, right? Like I just, I, I feel lethargic. Often I feel, uh, you know, that life, like everything in life feels hard, right? Uh, what came, Heavy. Yeah, what came easy is not easy. Um, uh, I lose touch with desires in my life. I, I lose touch with what do I actually long for, right? I, um, God is, feels distant, uh, feel, I feel disconnected often. Uh, my desire to love people seems to you know, kind of really take a nosedive. Um, and so these are signs that like, Hey, we are, we're living, um, in a way that's, that that's not healthy. That's not really taking care of my soul. Right. Um, so yeah, so I think our, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of, uh, we live so often disintegrated, right? Like, and, um, and really often Jesus is inviting us to full integration of all of our being, right? Um, talk, uh, g- give a little bit of definition to disintegrated. Uh, yeah, well, I think, it's, I think it's coming back to that, hey, you know, when we talk about, well, I have my physical life. I have my financial life. I have my my bodily, you know, life. I have my spiritual life. I have my emotional life. Well, that's all of your life. <laughs> like you have a life. It encompasses all of those things, and all of those things touch and are very integrated with each other. They're not separate pieces of the pie. So we're going to take a break, and if you're kind of piqued your interest of going, well, I've never really thought of it that way, and. What does that even mean? We're going to talk about your soul as a listener. What does that mean to look and understand what your soul is saying? So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckiana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Vision First Eye Care. They have 11 different cities, six Louisville locations alone. And if you need contacts, glasses, or just your overall eye health, Vision First Eye Care will take care of you. You are more than just a set of eyeballs. You are a person at Vision First. Bright Star Home Care. If you have someone that you love and care for, that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. So last segment we were talking about soul keeping and what is a soul and Wait a minute. You mean I got more responsibility? I got to take yes, care Chad, of, you do. You, I you have more schedules, <laughs> finances, kids, uh, work, and now I got something else to take care of called a soul. Yeah. What's that all about? Oh, uh, yeah. So, Slim, before we, before I, you unpack a little bit of how do we care for our souls, 
because uh, I, I do appreciate what I think Ruth Haley Barton says, that many of us in the church are more weary and worn out at the soul level than we even recognize. Yeah. And so we're walking around in some ways almost like zombies within our souls, our inner man, our inner world. Um, but you wanted to read Psalm 103, our, our part of that. Yeah, I, I just, you know, again, and I just want to say this, you know, pace is probably one of the biggest enemies to our soul of good soul care, right? And, um, you know, David uh, just really, again, just even in one verse in Psalm 103, he, he really sums up that the fact that we are, we're not, we're not made of silos. We're not, you know, our soul isn't siloed. Everything is connected, right? And, he, and when he just simply says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. He's saying, look, I am a, you know, fully integrated, complex being, and everything about me is part of my soul, right? So, I mean, even David just calling out, and, he, and he's saying, we, we can, when we come to God, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, all that is within me, even, you know, the, the parts that are, uh, you know, of, of me that aren't uh, maybe healthy at times, I can bring the, all, the, all the healthy parts, I can bring all of it to, to God. And so um, I, I think that's a beautiful picture because often we go around just wanting to show people, you know, that we have it all together, right? And, you know, mo- most time, I mean, we're, we're like, we are like icebergs, right? Like we just see about 10% of us, right? And the other 90% is, is below the, the Well, as long line, as we put right? on Facebook and Twitter that we're, you oh, know, that absolutely. everything is awesome we're, and golden good, and, right? yeah, we, and yeah, we don't share the, the, the rest of us. Yeah. I love what uh, King David said in Psalm 23. Listeners, you're familiar with this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. And then he says, he leads me to green pastures and, and quiet waters. And then he says, he, the Lord, restores my soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think too that, um, you know, when, we, when it comes to the soul, there's always these questions that are bubbling uh, below the surface that, that we're actually asking, but we're, sometimes we're not even aware of, right? And that could be just simply as, you know, who am I really, right? Like, what, what is my identity, right? What am I, what am I doing here, right? Like, um, where do I belong? Uh, you know, who sees me? Like, who's, who's interested in my story? Like, how my life has uh, evolved? What are, what are some of my deepest desires and longings? Um, what does it look like to, to feel uh, and experience interior freedom. Um, how do I live a sustainable life in this crazy, you know, life I've got to live, right? Um, what do I do with some of the deep wounds, the deep hurts I've experienced? What do I do with, uh, some of the messages that have attached to my, to my life, to myself? And so these are all questions that swirl around in us, uh, and that our soul is, you know, inviting us to lean into. So how do we, as Christians, we've been born again, we're maybe a part of a local church, hopefully, but our soul is still maybe disintegrated. It's, it's, there's some, there, we, it needs to be refreshed as Psalm mm. David, Psalm 23 says, I, the Lord restores my soul. So he's talking about my soul is, needs to be restored. It's, it's, it's a little empty. It needs to be refreshed. How, how do we partner with God to help our, and care for our souls? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So I want to just read this quote by Parker Palmer because I just think it gives us some beautiful context in the kind of life and pace we live. And he says this about the soul. He says, he goes, just like a wild animal, the soul is tough, resilient, resourceful, and self-sufficient. It knows how to survive in hard places. Many of us learn about these qualities in the darkest moments of our lives when the faculties we normally depend on utterly fail us. The intellect is useless, the emotions dead, the will impotent, and the ego shattered. But sometimes way back in the thickets of our inner lives, we sense the presence of something that knows how to stay alive and helps us to keep going. That something is the tough and tenacious soul. And yet the soul, despite its toughness, is also essentially shy. Just like a wild animal, it will flee from the noisy crowd and seek safety in the deep underbrush. If you want to see a wild animal, we know the last thing we should do is go crashing through the woods yelling for it to come out. (laughs) But if we will walk into the woods quietly, sit at the base of a tree, breathing with the earth and fading into our surroundings, the wild creature we seek may eventually show up. Like you understand this, girl. You're a hunter, right? You know, you know how this works, right? Yeah. But our soul is like that, right? So, so I always say that, that you know, soul care begins. The very first premise it begins with is, I have to create space to pay attention to my soul. I just, got, I just got to create space. Um, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna just happen, right? So I have to intentionally create space to pay attention with God. To my soul. Mm. That's the first. Chad's got a burning question. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is a show for guys. So I'm gonna have to ask this question because Kurt just mentioned. He goes, "The soul needs to be refreshed." I don't know a lot of guys who sit around going, "You know what? My soul needs to be refreshed." <laughs> I know it's true. It was true. It was true for a man who could kill Goliath, a man who could lead an army, a man who was the king of probably. Um, you know, arguably at the time, the most powerful nation on the planet, a man who was also a musician and a man who, uh, you know, I mean, he could get things done. He was rugged and handsome. They called him. Yeah. His name was David, yeah. right? You're talking King about King David. David. Yeah. So let's get past that guys. Okay. Let's get past the cliches. You need your soul taken care of. All right. You wouldn't ignore your pickup truck and say, I have not changed the oil, changed the air filter. Absolutely. I've not opened up the hood at all, but it's going to run yeah. fine. Not going to happen right? Yep. What are a sign or two that if a person looks at their life honestly and soberly and goes, that is a warning sign that there's something wrong under the hood with a man's soul? Well, I think a big one for guys is uh, just the propensity to isolate, uh, to never show weakness, to never be vulnerable with another man, um, to... uh, When you say that, Talking about being vulnerable with another man. Mm-hmm. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's getting to a place in your life where you're like, uh, okay, all this bravado, all this image making, showing, you know, trying to show every other guy I'm, I'm successful, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm, you know, this, I've got all, all my life together. When you finally go, you know what, I, that's exhausting. That's, a, that's an exhausting way of life, right? And to finally go, hey, you know what? Here's here's where I'm really at. Like here's where I'm struggling. Like you know, and uh, you know, be behind the curtain, what you don't see. Here's here's where I'm struggling. You know, maybe my, I'm struggling as a, a husband. I'm struggling as a dad. I'm struggling as a I'm struggling in my you know my work life. I'm just I'm struggling with doubts about God. I don't even I don't even know what I think about God anymore. Right? Like to to just be able to say, hey, this is the 
most um, true thing that I can say about my life, and especially my life with God. And and this is where you know sometimes the the church hasn't really opened up space for that, right? To just come and say, what, what's the most honest thing you can say about your life with God? And if it's, hey, you know what? I don't even know if I believe in him. I don't, I don't even know what I believe right now. I don't even know if I can trust God. I don't even know, right? All, the, all these things, right? To just get past all the image making that we end up doing. So so the vulnerability there of, of being able, but the, the other part is is finding guys who can actually hold that without fixing it without giving advice, without trying to solve the problem, but actually could just hear it and listen to it and just be with it, right? So that's part, that is, that's a part of vulnerability, right? That, yeah, because we're, we're, we're famous for fixing. Our, you oh, know, our, wives, our wives come to us, yeah. and what do we do? We, we listen, and yeah. we have compassion and care. No, we fix it, Yeah, you know? And uh, that's not really typically what they're asking for. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. Uh, and I, and I think that's part of our, uh, life journey is to learn how to, how to listen well. Mm. With each other. We're going to take a break, come back in the next segment. Okay, guys, if you've been convicted or at least, okay, I'm thinking about it. We're going to talk the next segment about what do you do with this soul and how do you watch to know what to look for? We'll take a break on solid step three. podloo.com that's louisville podcast studios if you want to do a professional sounding podcast or video cast you want to look and sound great louisville podcast studios is your contact go to podloo.com that's p-o-d-l-o-u.com we also want to thank frank enterprises they are a professional septic tank landscaping wastewater management company. If you've got water outside of your home and it's not going where it's supposed to go, whether it's drainage or septic tank issues, Frank Enterprises has years of experience and they will take care of you where you need it. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have or Talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. So the last segment, we asked the que- I asked the question to Tim, who's our guest, Tim Reist, um, who is a uh, soul care expert. Uh, let's just say that. And uh, we a- asked the question, what's one of the warning signs as men or anybody for that matter that you have some issues with soul? issues that your soul's not healthy and one of the things she said was isolation go back to the last segment listen what, what's another thing that we were talking about on the break that's kind of a, a big warning sign of aha well can, can i make one little comment you said isolation and, and and you can have some buddies and but you're not really being truly vulnerable and authentic and really real and raw with them right. in the issues of life that's what you mean by that yes. right yeah absolutely you know, I think another one uh, in my work of spiritual direction, um, what I find most in people that I meet with and, and even in my own life is one of the greatest ways to care for our soul is to actually learn and grow in uh, the ability to name what I am feeling. And I would just say, guys, uh, we're not good at this. <laughs> we, and and there's, no, there's no shame in that. We haven't been taught how to do this well for most of us. And, and so we, we have these powerful emotions that arise within us, anger, grief, 
anxiety, sadness. And our first response to those is to resist those and shove them down. One, because we, we feel uh, weak when they come. We feel that they will bury us, that, that we will not be able to survive if we actually would actually let ourselves feel these things. But, um, you know, Kurt Thompson, uh, just great uh, mind, uh, heart uh, on, the, on how our soul interacts with our body. He, he writes, I think it's in uh, Anatomy of the Soul. He, he says, you know, we tame what we name. And so just the very uh, act of coming before God first and basically naming God, this is what I am feeling. And letting myself feel it, like feel it fully. Um, and then to be able to, again, with another guy or two, name that with them. And um, like there, there's something that happens in us. There's something that shifts in us and even... Um, is a, is a way that we're actually caring for our soul by actually naming uh, these feelings and often these very intense feelings that most often we have spent our entire life pushing down, pushing back. And all of us know, guys, that is exhausting. And so how do we give us some practical things of how we as men can take care of our souls? Yeah, so, you know, the first is just create silence. Like, like we have to... Dude, I don't like silence. We have to learn how to be with silence. And we don't have to spend hours in it, but we have to begin to learn how to, um, to just be in a space of quiet. Phone's off, TV's off, and, um, and you're going to encounter all kinds of thoughts going through your mind. That's normal. That's just normal. There's going to be days where you just feel like I cannot stop my mind and that's normal. But we have to learn how to begin to enter into quiet and just be with God, even some ways without words sometimes and just be with God. Right. Um, I think uh, Dan Webster says there are transformations that cannot happen apart from silence. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. I mean, Henry Nouwen would say that. He would say, you can't live a spiritual life without silence and solitude. And I, I truly believe that. After, after this point in my life, I truly believe that I cannot live a, a spiritual life that really is, is taking care of my soul without the rhythm of silence and solitude in some form or fashion. Um, I think... Um, I would say telling your story. Like people spend a lifetime at church who are acquaintances for a lifetime. And you ask them, do you know your buddy's full story? Nope. Never heard it. Telling your story from beginning to where you're at in your life is a, a powerful way to begin to care for your own soul to, to let others um, in, a, in a community hold that story and show you that you, uh, are, you are welcomed. You are welcomed. You are seen. Uh, you uh, are safe. You don't have to create some image for and us, you, right? And, and you're truly right? heard. Yeah, you're truly heard. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways, I, you know, retreat, 
retreat, the practice of retreat is very important. Just getting away, right? And again, not just getting away to a, you know, I'm going to go, you know, water skiing, I'm going fishing, right? But, uh, and, and that could be a very spiritual, uh, you know, soul life-giving experience, but, but really uh, retreating to be with God in an intentional way. Again, just in quiet and reflection and really paying attention to what am I paying attention to? Like to just, you know, if, if, you, if you stop and you say, hey, you know, last 30 days, what have been the preoccupations of your mind primarily? Well, when you stop and begin to reflect on that, or what are, what are some of the primary emotions I've felt the last 30 days? Uh, you, start, you start really stopping and reflecting on that, you're going to be surprised what actually comes up, right? Um, and then I would say, uh, you know, this, this whole space of spiritual direction, uh, especially for guys, can be a really helpful space to have somebody who is trained to listen to their life and what's going on in their life with God and, and help them process that. Right? That's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful way of caring for your soul. That's partly what spiritual direction does. You, you came down here eight years to Louisville and you helped me start a two year soul Mm -hmm. transformational journey, a two, uh, two years of soul care. How do you care for your soul? Mm. Um, describe that to our listeners because we, we, we're going to have signups actually going on right now. And you can learn more about that by going to furtherstillministries.org. But Slim, uh, Talk to our listeners about that two-year soul experience. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, my, my life was changed in two years with, with Ruth Hilly Barton at uh, what's called the Transforming Center. It was a beautiful journey. And um, I just wanted to, you know, help people experience some of that, some of the things that I've experienced in my lifetime as a, as a pastor. And so that, that journey is, you know, it's, you, you begin to practice the rhythm of retreat, right? Right off the bat, hey, I'm going to, every quarter, I'm going for, you know, 24-hour retreat here uh, in Louisville with Kurt and uh, Chad, and uh, it gives me a space. Just give me space. That's, you know, we talk about the first premise of soul care is to create space. That's, that's what you're doing. You're creating space, and then you're, you're beginning to just engage rhythms in a safe, uh, practicing way, uh, like silence and solitude. Okay, let's let's do this together, and and you get space to go be with God with it, and then come back and say, hey, how was that, right? Like so, this is a very practical yet safe space to go. Oh, like all right, we're gonna we're gonna practice this, right? And so and and so spiritual rhythms like science and solitude and Sabbath and uh, discernment and self self awareness and uh, what we call Lexio Divina, these are ways of putting ourselves. Uh, into the presence of God and, and just being open to what he might want to say to us about our own soul, right? You know, you're describing all of this, and, and you know, Jesus, we don't see the word retreat in the Gospels, but all of a sudden you read Luke 5, and it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Yes. You know, you, you see, he invites his disciples, and he says in Mark 6, he says, let's come away to a deserted place all by ourselves, and let's rest for yes. a while. And you're like, that's, that's, Jesus is taking his disciples on a retreat. And, uh Yes. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a powerful example for us, right? And there's only, there's, there's just things 
that can only be formed in the desert a way that can't be formed in other places. So we're going to take a break. And uh, guys, how many deserts do you have in your life? How many times have you said, I got to get away? And reality of it is, I think we would like to hear a bunch of noise and a bunch of silence because we don't like what we're going to hear inwardly. And that's the point. So we're going to come back in our fourth and final segment, talk a little bit more about what that looks like here on Solid Steps Radio. Hadley Sign Solutions. If your business needs new signage, owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and installation of commercial exterior electrical signage to help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. They also provide sign and parking lot lighting maintenance. If you're looking for a sign for a new business, looking to have a sign service, or just needing to update an old sign, then give Hadley Sign Solutions a call at 502-419-7228. Or you can email Chris at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com or visit HadleySignSolutions.com. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, Overall, dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Veritech Generator, if you have a business or home that needs a generator or you have a generator that needs servicing, Veritech Generator can take care of you. Next time that storm comes in, you have a lot of confidence knowing that you are covered with Veritech Generators. So last segment, we were talking about um, us guys. We got to get know what to look for and what are some of the things we can do about our soul. So, yeah, Slim, we talked about uh, Sabbath and we talked about silence and solitude, quiet, how, how critical that is for the soul. Um, we get hurried. Um, Dallas Willard says ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hurry can really hurt our inner world. Mm. Um, you, you talk about true self and false self at our soul retreats. Talk about that with our listeners. Yeah, one of the greatest reasons why we resist soul care, and especially silence, quiet, is because we are scared to death of what we're going to find there. And what we're going to find there is we're going to find ourselves. And that's a scary proposition. And, and yet it's God's way of actually beginning to invite us back to living out of our truest self. And I, I love how my, my good friend, uh, Claire Lowridge, who has been one of my you know, mentors, um, describes true self. She says, our true self is what emerges from union with God. It's got nothing to do with performing for God. It's our essence. It's our reflection of, of the God image in us, right? So, so contrary to popular belief, there is actually something inherently good about me. It's called the image of God that is in me. We have inherent glory. It has not been kind of stained by sin. We have an inherent goodness. And, and, and yet then we have this false self, right, which is really um, is made up of really our past and present, our family of origin issues, our, our free will, sins, you know. Our flesh. Flesh. And so um, we have this inherent grime. So we're, we, we're, we're, we have inherent glory and we have inherent grime. And, it's, and this is a beautiful way of looking at it. And this is what we begin to, to meet in quiet, in some you know, spiritual practice, like open us up to, to 
to actually dealing with our own inherent glory and grime. And so our false self, we begin to realize is, is, is running after several things. It's our, it's what, you know, great soul writers would call the program for happiness, right? So, uh, I have to stay in control. Um, I have to find my own affirmation and acceptance, right? I've got to figure out how to keep myself secure and safe. Right. And, and these are, these are God given, you know, natural desires in us and avoid all pain. Yeah. And avoid all pain. Right. And, and so these are, these are, these are natural things in us. And yet it's, it's how we go about finding those being fulfilled. Right. And our false self just wants to attach. And I love what uh, father Albert Haas says in his book, uh, coming home to your true self. Right. He says, we are constantly running after the false peas. Like, and so we, so we, so we figure instead of, instead of turning to God for these, these needs to be met that he's, uh, that he wants to, we turn to things like power, position, possessions, right? Prestige, praise, pleasure, popularity, productivity. We turn to people. We, uh, these are all these false peas that he calls that we turn to, to say those things, if I get those things, those will make me happy. Those will give me the sense of control, the sense of agency, the, the, uh, it'll help me avoid pain. It'll, it'll, um, you know, make me safe and secure. Right. And, and we can spend a lifetime right after those and over and over a, it's never enough. And B, we intuitively know that, um, this is, that's, that's not going to do it for us. That, that will not fulfill. Right. Yeah. That will not yeah. satisfy the longings of our right. heart. And so when we're, when we're quiet, uh, we begin to, we begin to start going, Oh, what, what am I doing? God, what, where, where am I looking? God, where am I looking for my deepest, those deepest longings in me, those deep desires, where am I looking for those to be fulfilled? And, and my false self is always going to look towards, you know, performance, per, you know, all, all those other places and put on a, you know, some of us put on a, uh, an image that says, Hey, I'm right all the time. Some of us might say, I'm, I'm, I'm loving all the time. I'm successful. I'm unique. I'm wise, right? I'm, I'm fun to be with. I'm strong. I'm fine, right? We just, we just put on all this image and our false self's going, hey, I just want you to think this about me, right? It's, it's, this, it's this place of over-exaggeration that we want people to, you know, things we want people to believe about us that just are not true. How, how do we know if we're walking in, you know, in the spirit and, and walking in this true union with God? How do we, how, how do we know if that's real in our lives? Yeah, I think, uh, one of the things we begin to realize is that when we notice false self patterns, you know, and then those could be vices, those could be habits, those could be that we, we notice those. And, um, this is again, counterintuitive. Instead of resisting those, we actually befriend those. And what I mean by that, it, it is like, I have always have this picture when I, when I feel ang- anger or shame or anxiety or, you know, some vices uh, that, you know, sometimes I struggle with in my life or habits or patterns. When I begin to feel those or when I begin to sense I'm about ready to go there, instead of like, you know, resisting hard, it's, it's a befriending. And I have this picture in my mind where it's like I'm, I'm walking a friend down the aisle and at the end of the aisle is Jesus. And it's, Jesus, hey, I, I, you know, just want you to know, hey, this friend's showing up again. <laughs> so, so here, I'm handing him off to you because I can't get rid of him, right? I, I, can't get, I can't get rid of this on my own, right? This is part of what it means to truly abide and realize I cannot do anything apart from Jesus, right? The Spirit's work. And so, so we begin to, 
um, we begin to notice those things. Um, we ask those around us. Here's what I, here's what I can guarantee you guys and anybody listening is that if you don't know what your false self is, everybody around you knows what your false self is because you have, you and I have been spewing it our entire life <laughs> to everybody around us. We do, we just have. Right. And so, so we ask people, um, we, we notice, right. Where, 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 with God, where do I resist the most? What is it that I resist to lean into with God? That is always a big false self indicator, right? That your false self's going, no, nope, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself. And God's going, no, nope. you know, where, where, you know, so, so, um, re- resistance where, where you're unwilling yes. to go. Yeah. Resistance is always an invitation from God. Whenever we sense resistance, it is, you can just say, God is inviting you with this, whatever it might be, right? Um, confession, right? Like naming things, naming things, confessing things with, with God and with somebody else, like with a good, good friend, right? Um, yeah, when, the, we have, when, when's the last time you've confessed struggles and sin to another godly man? Yeah, yeah. You and I did it last time I was in Louisville <laughs> for a couple hours, Yep, actually. You know, and, and so, you know, just the, the confession, uh, again, it's a, it's a way of being vulnerable together. Um, I would say, you know, part of learning how to, to dig into our uh, false self, true self is, is we really have to unpack our life story. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say this, like if, you know, if, if we go through an entire life and we never dig into our life story, we, we have missed what God would actually have for us and want to do in us. Because you cannot go through an entire lifetime and ignore all the things of your story. I don't care how good of family you grew up with. You, you and I all have things to unpack in our story. Yeah. You and I have done that for the last 30 years. Absolutely. And uh, Slim, uh, it is absolutely a joy to have you back. Thanks for coming. Just mm-hmm. uh, talking about what I think is critically important in the life of the church and in every every Christian and every person. Absolutely. Would you pray us out pray for us guys that we would we'd had the boldness yeah. to look at our soul pray for us please yeah. god uh, give us the courage help us be strong in the in, in probably one of the most vital areas that it actually matters and that is to face ourselves to bring our entire self to you give us the grace to do that god we need you and uh, we just trust you with our life, our story. And God, I pray for uh, just every guy that you would just bring another guy or two around them that could hold their life and story in a safe uh, way, we pray. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thanks, Slim. A space for your soul.org. If you want to hear more, get connected with Tim. A space for your soul.org. And if you want to go on that soul retreat, I highly recommend it. I've been on two of them. I'm going on a third with Kurt. Go to furtherstillministries.org. Signups are now open. furtherstillministries.org to sign up for that trip. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.